Welcome to the Happier Life Project, brought to you by free mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self, in partnership with the Priory Healthcare. If you're listening to this episode around the time and date of its release, then you'll know that this week marks International Women's Day, a day to recognise how far we've come towards gender equality, but also how far we have left to go. And it's also become a day to celebrate women and highlight those who inspire and who we admire, both past and present. Well, today's guest, who is recognised as one of the most powerful women in technology, is an inspiration to many. Also a two-time author, Rhonda Votere is on a mission to empower and inspire others through sport and STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts and Maths. Rhonda strikes me as somebody who, if she puts her mind to something, she will follow through and get the results. A global C-suite executive and athlete, Rhonda is an active and passionate leader whether she's spearheading corporate initiatives around the world, competing in another Ironman 70.3 mile triathlon, or in her philanthropy work, mentoring students and athletes all around the globe. Now, whether you're listening to this episode close to its release date or not, you're gonna hang off every word you hear. Rhonda surprised me how down to earth and grounded she has remained. I think many in similar positions to hers probably don't. Whether in work, sport or her philanthropy work, Rhonda applies the same focus, drive and determination that sees her excel and succeed time and time again. And she offers some fantastic advice on how we can approach life and the challenges thrown at us. This is the type of person who deserves the title of a role model. So, ready to find a healthier, happier you? Let's get started. International Women's Day, March 8th, is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. And today's guest is globally recognised as one of the most powerful women in tech and according to Forbes, a role model for business owners everywhere. Rhonda Vitere, welcome to the Happier Life Project. Thank you, Gabby. I'm honored to be here. And what a better time to do it than International Women's Day and Women's Month. I know, right? Absolutely. Every day should be International Women's Day, though, right? (laughs) Yes, we should celebrate everyone everywhere all the time, no matter what. So I want to start with basically learning about you. And I have obviously done my research, but like, whew. I was like, she's inspiring and also a little bit intimidating, being such a like big wig, should we say, in the tech world. A global C-suite exec. I actually had to Google what that meant. So for any listeners who, like me, didn't know what it meant, it refers to the executive level managers within a company. So you're a passionate advocate for women in business and tech who believes in giving back in and out of the office. So would I be right in saying at your core... 
the three things that you are hugely passionate about it's work sport and philanthropy yes thank you <laughs> gabby yes giving back is in that whole bucket of philanthropy giving back to different causes mm. about servant leadership yeah and it's interesting when we learn more about you how the three kind of weave in and around and amongst each other so if we start right at the beginning when you were 12 you said you've been working since then your paper round was the first first gig <laughs> yes Gabby you have done your research yeah <laughs> I try tell me a bit about if you don't mind hard work was instilled in you from your mom at that kind of tender age if you will you weren't even a teenager at this point very tender age and very impressionable her saying if you want it you have to go out and work for it nothing was handed to me and I'm mm -hmm. so happy Gabby that um, I grew up the way I did, coming from nothing and just instilling those core values, mm. focus, and not losing sight of the end goal throughout life. And that's that's how I live my life. You hear that sometimes in that sort of, I don't want to say rags to riches because that's extreme, but, you know, in the story of humble beginnings to very successful, people want to kind of break away from um, that environment they grew up in. Was that the same for you? Not at all. Actually, all of my friends from junior high, elementary and high school, Gabby, we have a weekly text. We have our high school reunions. We all show up. Mm -hmm. We're still close. And um, I didn't want to break away from Virginia at all. Uh, I just knew I had more to give and I wanted to explore the world. My family's from Italy originally, Italian background. And I just knew globally I wanted to see the world and give back larger. So I wasn't, I, I didn't want to break away from Virginia. I, right. I go back there all the time still. Right. My mom's still there. Right. Well, I appreciate that answer actually. And I kind of suspected as much, but you obviously had a lot of drive and ambition and this razor sharp focus as well. I mean, was that there when you were, 13? Yeah, I was always diligent in school. Mm -hmm. My grandma would always give me an incentive if I every A I got it was in a trust. So I she'd always show me, oh, this wow. is what this means, rewarding great behavior. So my my grandparents did that and I was like, what is this? Oh, this is how money works. And here's the interest. So I started learning about finances early on and bought my car from working. Mm -hmm. uh, everything, everything, Gabby. So I had fun in school. Don't get me wrong. I was in sports, but I had to give up that to work yeah. and put myself through college as well. So there was a lot of trade-offs and I didn't have time not to lose focus, but we had fun. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and I think be being based in the UK, I mean, going to college and even if you choose to university is expensive, but I've also lived in America and got friends from the US and the fees, the tuition fees over there is pretty darn high. So there's already kind of that sort of pressure, right, to get yourself out of the debt you acquire from putting yourself through the education. Right, exactly. And more people need to talk about that. So that was working hard and, and coming through that and saving and, you know, living on a 
livable wage, not above your means Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and having that responsibility. Mm. So I think that's very important instilled instilled in from an early on age. Yeah. And was finance always an interest to you? I know it's kind of then we went into like tech and evolved, but were you always good with money? From early learning early on yeah. since 12, because I had no choice. My mom said, if you want your car, you have to pay for it. I'm not going to co-sign for it unless this less than this a month so you can afford it. So I had no choice but to learn not just the value of the dollar monetarily, but that time is currency, too, that I talk about in Grit and Grind. That's mm-hmm. why I'm so not just financial, but time management as well, working where the money goes, just following that whole trajectory in life. Gabby was Mm. instilled early on. Mm. I read somewhere when I was doing my research that you recalled being one of the youngest female managing directors in the financial sector was a barrier for your breakthrough, but with a proven track record showing results and measuring them with the support of male leaders, you overcame that. So... Being a female in a very male-driven world, especially the further up the leaderboard you go, I would imagine it had its trials and tribulations, putting it mildly. It did. And my male mentors around me in the finance world, back then, Gabby, I never, and still to say, don't show up and say I'm only female. We talk about it more. Mm. Probably because of my sports background, team, results, focus, you know, goal-oriented Either you make it or you don't. And that's in the Mm. finance world. Either you make the number or you don't. Mm. In the technology world, either it's uptime or downtime or innovation. So, yes, being in a male-dominant field, I didn't think about it back then. But now I'm talking about it more because I've had to reflect on it more Mm. um, as times have changed. And, Gabby, I can't thank all of my friends and that have helped me along the way. Uh, male and female. And I think that's important. But there were challenges. There's challenges in life every day. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Did you experience prejudice being a female? Like, do you think it held you back from getting any of those top level jobs? I mean, not eventually, but you know, like as you were making that climb up your career, did you come into any issues like that? I did. Um, and then I would always ask questions early on. I was very inquisitive because I've worked. And if I didn't understand why I didn't get something, I would always ask. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Please. And I never stopped asking, Gabby. And I think that's one thing your listeners hopefully will learn. Mm-hmm. Don't take that answer. Get the feedback and really make sure it's substantiated. Mm-hmm. Facts, not opinions or perceptions. Very important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of our app users um, and our listeners are young women in their 20s, early 30s. Self-esteem and confidence is something they definitely struggle with because we do a lot of polls and we sort of research what, what do you need help with, what do you struggle with. And then in terms of like in the career sector, finding your place in the world like what was it like for you when you were that age and like what advice do you wish you'd have received then that you could offer now to our listeners yes i wish i would have received get a formal mentor at the time that you really look up to and formalize and solidify and actually say Mm -hmm. will you be my mentor who is that 
have check-ins, make it formalized, not a social hour, Gabby. Right. I wish someone told me that earlier on. And that's why I'm a big proponent of getting a mentor outside of your field, not someone you work with every day, but that will take your mind and expand the horizon. So you don't continue to think vertical. Oh, what? is that something that is quite common in the US? Because I've not really heard much in terms of the UK, but maybe I'm in an industry where that's not as, you know, done. As far as getting a mentor? Yeah. Every company that I've been at now, I've put in either reverse mentorship formalized in the company, but I also encourage individuals, don't wait for the company, do it on your own. So you'll hear me talk about it more, but in corporate, I always say, let's have a buddy system mentor. And you try to match people up at different parts of the organizations, not if since we're in technology, I would match someone up maybe absolutely in marketing, right? So they get a flavor, but I would also ask the team when I'm mentoring the whole team every day, cause I'm a servant leader, challenge them who's outside of the company, who are you formalizing with, put it in their performance review. So it's not common, Gabby, but I'm talking about it more and hopefully mm -hmm. it's picking up more. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good idea as well. This is another suggestion you had that I read um, for the next generation of female leaders to focus on business outcomes and not get tied into the social media vortex. Do you think social media is becoming too big a distraction? Yes. And, and in technology, some folks on your listeners might say, oh, my gosh, she's saying that <laughs> she's in science, technology, engineering and math. But we have to get off of our devices. We have to have time to think, Gabby. It is so important mm. that you schedule mindfulness breaks, focus on your own results, mm. put it in your calendar 15 minutes. That's why I schedule, to, people make fun sometimes, 22 or 21 minute meetings because you don't need 30 or 41 or 42 minute meetings because you don't need 60. And just to have that extra transition time and not get on social media. So I manage my time on social media. I'm very intentional when I go up there or put something out there to the world because hopefully it's educational as well. Yeah. I've seen you or read you use the quote tech for good. <laughs> so I guess yes. that's what you mean by that, right? Tech for good. Is it inspiring? Is it, there's too much out there that people just get down a rat hole and mm. just focus on yourself. Don't judge yourself by others know your goals, know your mission, and, and keep focusing on yourself. Mm. That's it's so important. Don't get tied up into social. It's hard, Gabby. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. It's very easily sucked into the vortex. As you know, we're part of a wellness and mental health app. And I know you're very mindful about mental health in the workplace. And you touched upon these scheduled wellness breaks, which you implemented during the pandemic. Yes. Have you continued to keep those in place? And, and what difference have you seen within your employees? Oh, I love it. Yes, I continue to do it. I even do it with my friends, right? So even if they call, say, I'll, I'll text and, you know, I need a I need a break from being on the phone, right? And Zoom as well and, mm. and being on FaceTime. Mm. Continue to, Gabby, um, a phone call is welcome more now. So I'm pushing that more than do we really need a Zoom? So I'm taking it to the next level. Mm. Because when's the last time, if your listeners think that you've actually picked up the phone and called someone without a FaceTime or Zoom? 
Yeah. And it's actually a mindful break to have a regular phone call and walk and talk that way mm. as well. Then just always being on video and getting off the screen time. So I've taken it to the next level that way, not just a break from all the devices, but also how to work, how to socialize, how to do certain things. And always, I'm all about getting in the pool and getting off my device or going running mm -hmm. or biking without my technology. Oh, I know. I'm going to ask you about that in a, in a little bit as well. So then when it comes to like mindset and mental health and also striking a work-life balance, is this something that you're continuing to work on yourself? Because, I mean, when you're at the top of a big company and then you've got to do things like what crisis management and mergers and all of this really important stuff with a lot of money attached yes. surely to find the work-life balance and look after your own self must at times be difficult yes and this whoop band w-h-o-o-p if anyone follows me on linkedin and i've been wearing this for three years gabby um because why the sleep the work hours uh, you know just continuing to monitor my sleep and just balancing i work on it every day mm. i work on the balance every day and i can tell my week i know my data of my body people probably think it's crazy i know my heart rate variability <laughs> i track everything from a tech perspective as well because it it can get out of balance and it does, yeah. but I'm very mindful about it. And sleep is key too, and hydration. Oh, massively. I mean, this all sounds very refreshing to somebody that's, you know, manages teams of like up to 20,000 people. <laughs> so is it something that is in your conscious, conscience, I should say, in terms of your staff and making sure they have a healthy work-life balance? Yes, yes, because I'll put meetings out there, Gabby, and I'll send it to everyone, all the whole division, mm -hmm. mental health break, 15 minutes, an hour, even a block of time on Friday afternoon. And that way they know leading by example, I work for everyone. If they don't take it, that's on them. Right. But I want them to know I'm blocking it out. We're going to treat it like a town hall. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to take a break. Yeah. Do you ever, I suspect not, but do you ever suffer from procrastination? Procrastination. Gosh, I learned, I don't like that feeling. I learned yeah. that in college. Yeah. Um, that pit in your stomach, even when you're prepping for board meetings. No, I do several iterations. I don't do well. I, I like to, I talk about in grit and grind, show up prepared. And prepared means, you know, even if it's a presentation or a race, you're prepping months ahead of time or weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What about, do you see that in any of your employees? Or do you have any tips to get them out of that? Or When I see someone that I know could be more prepared, mm. I do not call them out in front of everyone in a meeting, but I will call them on the side afterwards to do coaching. And there's usually some symptom indicative of that and have an open conversation. And Gabby, I really promote a safe work environment. Mm. If something's going on or in someone's mind, I just really want to know about it, whatever that is that they feel like sharing. Mm -hmm. If I sent some things like that, because this two-dimensional world is hard and people will procrastinate. Right. As a leader and a role model, you're not afraid to get your hands dirty, we know. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Well, have you ever done the undercover boss thing? 
I think you said you had, right? <laughs> yes, I did a not the uh, TV show, but we did an undercover boss uh, actually in behind the counter at Macy's, a day in the life of the consumer buying some products. So I put myself in the shoes of learning how the technology works with the consumer coming up to purchase something. And I followed the lineage of the consumer journey and technology journey from the consumer coming into Macy's to the technology transaction to what happened in the company backwards. So, yes, that was fun. Good pickup, Gabby. No one's asked me about that. Did you find it helpful? Like, did it help you in terms of the technology side and also the customer service side? Customer service, yes. And it also helped from the point of sale technology that was actually implemented and the transaction time, what happens on the back end and the supply chain. So, yes. And then I've done a day in the life in the warehouse. (laughs) tracking the product and scanning it and the robotics so yeah did you enjoy that oh I love it I love to get my hands dirty and learn every detail Gabby brilliant yes brilliant that's how you learn yeah oh absolutely I want to go into talking about the theme of this year's International Women's Day which is embrace equity So this campaign is in order to get the world talking about why equal opportunities aren't enough. People start from different places. So true inclusion and belonging require equitable action. So I'm wondering what are your thoughts on on this year's theme? It's a good one. Equitable action. So like diversity of thought is very important to me. Mm -hmm. Equitable action is meaning internal and external equity internally to the company compared to externally, mm-hmm. how we are, you know, doing not just pay, but thought leadership. So I, I think it's a, it's a really good one this year. And it's, it's really, it's timed. If we were to have this 10 years ago, it would have not had as much legs in a conversation. Yeah. I was looking on the international um, women's day website and, um, I liked, there was like a animation anyway, it said, Equality is giving everyone a shoe. Equity is giving everyone a shoe that fits. And I really liked that. And I kind of looked into this a little bit more. Inequity affects many people, but most commonly, historically, it has marginalised communities such as women, people of colour, disabled people, the economically disadvantaged, and those from the LGBTQ plus community. So I wondered, what are your observations here? And again, is this something that you are very mindful of when you're building a team? Oh, absolutely. From the start, I always diverse, Mm -hmm. always, because of the diversity of thought in every, because you have Asia, Latin America, every region globally, I've always been in that diversity realm. Mm. So this has been so close to my heart as well, even with the children that I touch in philanthropic. I've been doing this before people were talking about it because it's from the heart as well. Mm -hmm. In October of last year, you were inducted in India as the global STEM ambassador. Congratulations. Thank you, Dad. And a new biodiversity park was named in your honour for sustainability work around the world. Did you know that was going to happen? There's a park named after you? No. 
I was shocked, Gabby, and honored and tears of joy over 20 years of experience in globally in India. Yeah. And again, diversity of thought, diversity back then. Absolutely. It was happening. And so I've been doing this my whole life because people are number one mm -hmm. and diversity of thought is important. But no, I was shocked. I think there's a picture of my mouth dropping <laughs> literally. I was like in tears on video. So I'm all about sustainability and that biodiversity part mm. because of the diversity and just being known for that. Um, and where is was the park? Full circle. It's at the university um, outside of Delhi and it's at the STEM technology. It's, it's over 500 acres there. It's huge. If you, wow. if you look at the pictures, it's, it's gorgeous, Gabby. Wow. We're going to do great things there. Oh, that's amazing. You and STEM and International Women's Day as well. Just for our listeners, STEM is the combination of science, technology, engineering and maths. And it has a whole page on the International Women's Day website. So they wrote that people who work in STEM are often the hidden heroes of humanity. I can see you nodding there. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> and I thought this was interesting. They said research shows that girls who only interact with male STEM educators reinforce their negative stereotype that they don't belong in STEM. And they've got something called the STEMazing or STEMazing. I think it's STEMazing mission, which is dedicated to inspiration and inclusion in STEM. They say diverse role models can empower women and girls in STEM. And the group is very passionate about the importance of diverse, visible role models. One of its initiatives, the STEMazing Inspiration Academy, empowers women in STEM to shine as visible role models. So that was all on the International uh, Women's Day website. And I thought, well, that's just perfect because you're an ambassador and we're doing an International Women's Day special. Yes, and STEM is so close to the heart. And if you add A for arts and the creative thinking, Gabby, and people that are in this field, the innovation, the rapidness, the intellectual property, just the creativity is just so fun. And hopefully your listeners know it's not, it used to be known as nerds. We were called nerds. <laughs> really? and, um, yes, when I was started i was like why it's it's fun so hopefully people realize that it's it's fun it's cool it's it's a great field if if you have if your listeners don't know about science technology engineering math i encourage them to look into it mm. or reach out to me i respond to every inquiry personally i just i mean it it blows my mind because we've not even talked about the sports side yet but just in terms of like how you get through so much in a day <laughs> To be able to like respond to every email. Yeah, good at managing. Okay, so let's move on to the athleticism. You, again, the discipline and the time spent on this is, uh, it is inspiring. Correct me if my figures are a little bit out of date, but you've raced in over 92 events and counting, including triathlons, half marathons, marathons, Ironman 70.3 mile triathlons. I mean, how, how in the heck? Like that to me seems like a full-time gig without, you know, doing what you do in the, in the tech world. It's so true. And how in the heck, I get this question, what do you do? What's your regiment for time? So I, when I wake up, 
first thing I do is work out. So it's early morning. If I'm flying, I'll be in, I'll be working out at three or four in the morning or when we land from a jet. That's how I get over my jet lag. Yeah. Is it true that you like would conduct treadmill meetings? Treadmill meetings at 4 a.m. And uh, partners would come down if you want to get anything done, if you want to have a conversation. Again, health, mm. wellness, yeah. being healthy, being mindful, not going out too late the night before because you know you have to get up and work out. Yeah. So it's a whole cycle, Gabby. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. I just thought that happened in the movies. so not only is fitness very important in your regime you encourage your team to do this as well is that right yes and it could be it doesn't have to be crazy races or what makes them tick it could be gardening chess again mindful breaks i just know gabby that that's my active meditation Mm -hmm. bottom line that's what clears my head i'm off my device i'm thinking that's what works. And I encourage folks to find out what works for them. And I put that in their performance plan. Yeah, I'm going to take that thread and run with it, active meditation. So if you're not having your device on you when you're swimming or running or cycling, isn't that when the, the mind, you know, the great ideas can pop in? Are you not tempted to be like, oh, I need to write that down or I need to grab my phone and make a note of that? Yes. Swimming is my jam. Hearing the water through my ears, mm-hmm. the hearing my water kicking, the water kicking, that's the tranquility. My thoughts are the best in the pool. Running, clarity. Folks will say, why don't you have your Apple Watch on? I don't want to see emails. I have a Garmin specifically. I mean, everything is mindful so that I can get into my active meditation state without being bombarded with technology. Wow. I make better decisions that way. It's a non-negotiable for you, right? So if you're competing in something, I don't want to say the word crazy, but like Ironman, which to me it was, it feels a bit torturous. But do you then have to like go harder with the training? Because I would assume you've got to build up your endurance, right? Yes. So the 70.3 miles, the 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and then 13.1 mile half. That's, that's my sweet spot in the races. We did race across America last year on a team, 3,082 miles um, across America on a bike. That was fun and for a great cause as well. But that you, I ramp it up, but I also taper. So it's not, I'm not doing five hours a day, Gabby. I stay ready. So I don't have to get ready. So that's where my head's at. So I'm not keeping my body in flux either in training. So to your point, how do you do it all? I stay ready. So I don't have to get ready. It's a big prep. Ah, okay. And then do you live like kick back and chill? Like what about your self care side of it? I know, I know, I know, I know full well fitness is part of self care, but in terms of like, like you said, sleep's super important. So the rest side, or maybe treating yourself to a facial or like, yeah, what. The self-care side, what do you do? <laughs> yes, yeah, self-care, manicure, pedicure, yeah. um, sports massage because of Ooh, the deep yeah. tissue from training. That is a non-negotiable. I know that sounds crazy, but that's a part of self-care that is a non-negotiable. Mm. And I'm off my device. Mm. And then in terms of like fueling your body for the day, be it in the workplace or be it training or anything else that you've got going on, like... Are there any non-negotiables there? 
there are, especially traveling to different countries. Before I travel, I always say I'm not trying to be rude in your culture, but um, you know, here's pasta. I know it sounds crazy, spaghetti bolognese. I don't want to get any culture upset that I'm not eating a specific food. Mm. So I'll say that request ahead of time, and people do know that I I compete a lot in races. So. That's nice to know I, that they respect that as well. Right. Yeah, because your body has to be a temple, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, so that I make that known early on when I'm traveling. So if anyone's listening, nutrition is a part of the program. And just think about that even when you get on a plane. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it is like when you are going to different countries, you mentioned about your Italian roots and India and their two cultures where feeding is showing love isn't it <laughs> so you don't yes. want to offend when it's like we've prepared all these things for you and it's like yeah, but <laughs> they're not the healthiest right and i tell them and um they were the cultural respects that i think and everyone knows that especially at the stem university and just all the travels now because mm-hmm. i don't want to insult anyone no that's not what i'm trying to do at all from a food perspective but Again, knowing what makes you tick and being focused on it is really key. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and um, suggest that you practice gratitude by giving back. Like you're you're aware of your blessings and you want to help others to achieve their goals. I do, Gabby, and I take it a one step further. And thank you for picking up on that. Because no one helped me, I'm even more focused on helping others. Mm. So the book Grit and Grind, there's a reason why there's dirt on the face, getting into details, learning, grow, you know, rising above, let's let's go and and helping others. So it's a big part of my life. And hopefully if I've touched someone every day, I've done something. But I also say I'm just grateful to mm. help others. Yeah, you said that was quite difficult to to write. Was it because you were revisiting some unpleasant situation, shall we say? The book was difficult to write because of the issue in kidnapping practically in India. So, um, and to reflect back on that, writing the book, the whole book is about stories. Mm-hmm. So uh, you really need to reflect. And that's why when I wrote the second book, I didn't tell anyone I was doing it because I didn't want that uh, pressure. Mm. Got enough pressure, so... When I released it, it was released to everyone at the same time. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at the, I guess, the tagline to grit and grind to bring real life moments from the business world to inspire others to push through their challenges. So the book's a great resource for young people going through a big transition in in their life, wishing to learn how to pivot. So it doesn't necessarily have to be if they're in the corporate world. This is just a kind of like a, this is how to navigate through the stuff that life throws at you. Absolutely. No matter who you are, what age group, what you're going through, this is written to every person in the world, Mm. every age group, every person. And that's hopefully resonates with everyone globally. Mm. The book did really well. So has that made you think about book number three? Good question, Gabby. Mm. Yes, it has. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. (laughs) We'll leave it on the cliffhanger there. I want to go back though to your philanthropy work. Again, another quote you said, I'm always motivated to help children around the world and to help make their dreams come true. The children in India and Africa are very close to my heart. So I'd love to know more about these kiddos and and what you do to help them, please. Yes, India, 
Cape Town, South Africa, and Africa. So I would say that those are very close to my heart. India, we talked about from the university a couple years ago, we did an orphanage, but now it's the university and those, those age groups in STEM. Cape Town, what we do every October is not just run the Cape Town Marathon, but actually give back to them uh, at a Enduro Cad Academy with one of the Olympians, uh, Alana. We ran through Africa together in 2018, and we go and we speak to them about inspiration, dreams coming true, do sports with them, wow. uh, go to the classroom with them, and then we run with them and inspire them. And that's every October. And you can see that lights up my heart, okay. Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah. And when you are looking at these young women, how inspiring is it? Like, do you see yourself in them when, you know, you were wanting to make your mark in the world? I see myself wishing I had had someone standing up in school like that. So that's why Alana and I are so tied to doing that because we didn't have that. And we just want to help tell everyone your dreams can come true. If you surround yourself with the right people, if you keep your focus, anything is possible. And I'm dedicated to India, Cape Town and Africa. India has been 20 plus years, as you heard earlier, Cape Town 2018, Africa 2018. And it's a continuous. So mm -hmm. Gabby, I want to be a common denominator in those girls' lives. And, and they know that because I've made it very intentional and in showing up. Mm. They can count on the dates that I'm going to show up. And that's important to me. Amazing. Do you think anything is possible for anybody, whether they're listening right now or they're one of your girls? Is it a lot to do with mindset? It's all mindset and surrounding yourself with the right people and making it known and voicing what you want in life. Mm. What keeps you grounded, so grounded? Yeah, what keeps me grounded is I want to keep doing what I'm doing and I just I just care so much. My heart is pure, Gabby. And I see so much negativity and people not doing stuff from the heart mm. that all we can do is give kindness back and actions just speak louder than words and mm. seeing the results of these girls and the impact, it just makes me smile and brings me joy to bring it through STEM, through sports, and knowing that I'm on the right path, making a difference. So that, that keeps me grounded. That's awesome. There's a story about you and a guard in Africa, the only female. Um, oh. I think I listened to it in, a, in another podcast you were on. And um, I feel like being International Women's Day, we should give her a shout out to. Would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about Helen? Oh. Oh, I love Helen. Thank you so much, Solana. Got a shout out, Nolene, all the ladies out, and Marlene. There's so many in South Africa. Sean, I mean, I can name 50 of them. So apologies, ladies. Mm -hmm. um, Jules. But Africa, Tanzania, her name is Helen. We, uh, we have a bond since 2018. She started running uh, before we ran through the Serengeti 55 miles, only with a big gun. <laughs> big gun and she's like what we're gonna do this and we bonded from that moment before we did the uh, we, we ran before we did the 55 mile run three months apart we started running and then i came back to run with her and all the girls through the serengeti and she flies in to help protect us and we've been doing this since 2018 and that woman she's tough as nails i love her family we're very close 
and talk about mindset. She's the only female guard in Tanzania. And we talk on WhatsApp. It's not every just October. We actually stay in touch throughout the year Mm. and we support each other. um, And there's a lovely friendship there. Mm. And I love her. Yeah, you obviously treasure your female relationships because I saw a post on your Instagram with another female friend that you were championing uh, a boxer. Yes, Heather Hardy. Yes, she just won two weeks ago. I I love Heather as well. So yes, everyone needs a cheerleader. Everybody does need a cheerleader. So as we're kind of wrapping things up, in terms of important life lessons that you could share with our app users and listeners, like I said, they are predominantly young females. Is there anything that you wish you'd have known back then that you know now? I know you mentioned about the mentor being one of them. Yes. Mentor is so important. Try to get as much global experience. Again, diversity of thought as possible. I think that's very important. Put yourself in the uncomfortable positions. And I wish someone had told me, you're going to hear no a lot. Mm. <laughs> but, and I keep, you know, just persevere through it. And that's normal. Mm. Don't, that's normal. That's normal. Don't take it personally. Just just keep your focus. Nice. Final question. I ask every guest at the end of the episode to set us some homework based on the theme of the episode. So in this case, Rhonda, what is a simple, actionable step that we can take when it comes to, I'm going to say, empowering ourselves, or if you're a male listening to this, empowering the women in your life that will help us on our mission to building a happier life? I love it. Um, Give gratitude in the morning Mm -hmm. to send messages out three people a day. Tell them why you're thankful for them in a text early morning, I think is very important. And also check in on people and say, when's the last time you did a mindfulness break Mm. and what did you do? Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. So for more on you on Instagram, your Rhonda M. Correct. Your website is www.rondavatari.com. Two books that are currently out, Technology Book, Enterprise Service Management for Dummies, uh, which was co-authored with Bill Semph, and of course, more recently, Grit and Grind, 10 Principles for Living an Extraordinary Life, which you definitely do. Thank you, Gabby. It's an honor to meet you. Oh, right back at you. Thank you for having me on your show. You're um, less intimidating now and more inspiring. <laughs> now I've talked to I you. Hope, <laughs> when you said intimidating, I was like, oh, I hope not. That's, oh, thank you for sharing that. Oh. I hope your listeners know, don't judge someone from um, their whatever you may think. Get to know them. How's that, Gabby? For being one of the most powerful women in the world in the t- in the tech industry. I care. <laughs> it's quite a title to live up to as well, you know. Yes. And we won't uh, let anyone down, but I'm glad that it's inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't like intimidating in a bad way. It was just like, uh, oh, I'm going to have to make sure I do a lot of prep so I don't look like an idiot on this interview. (laughs) Oh, no, you don't. You did great. And life is about prep, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Wise words right to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank you again. Thank you, Gabby. 
Hello, it's Gabby back with you. Big thanks again to Rhonda Vitari for a truly inspiring conversation. And thank you to you for listening to this episode of the Happier Life Project. And now for the important housekeeping. If you are suffering with your mental health, there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app, which will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. Those of you who are listening on one of the podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is completely free to download, so you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. If you found this episode helpful and you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave a review. And to find and follow us on social media, if you're not already there, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby. Please do take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.